Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Hemp Logic Radio, where we attempt to sift facts from opinions in this upside-down world of industrial hemp. Here's your host, Corey Sharp and John Tucci. Well, the not miss, he's missing on me here. Uh, I'm trying to set these things up. And uh, hang on just a second. I'm going to add Mr. Pause here. Zeb, are you there? I am here. Zeb, how do you how do you pronounce your last name? Like the picante sauce, Pace. Pace. Okay, I've been paused, so I, I'm sure you don't get that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I get all sorts of stuff. I bet you do. I missed the uh, intro. So it, it, yeah, you missed the intro, John. So uh, oh, we, we practiced too. <laughs> we did we did we practiced, and then you you just couldn't get online fast enough. So, uh, yep. ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, Zev uh, Pace and uh, John Tucci finally decided to show his uh, pretty little face on the on the show here. Uh, Zev, welcome. Uh, we kind of we've crossed paths over the years, and interesting now that we're we're on a podcast together. Yeah, thank you, Corey. It's great to uh, to be on here with you. It's Thanks for coming awesome. on. So, Zeb, do you remember do you remember our our first inter- interaction? Um, probably not. It's been a while, I think. <laughs> it's okay. So when I, when I first started Hemp Logic, and I put up I put up the website, and I, and I put on there my tagline is America's largest vertically integrated. And Zeb calls me, and he says. Uh, kind of wanted to know what made you think that you're America's largest vertically integrated hemp company. <laughs> I, I remember. Because I, re- I remember. Do, do you? Yeah, because it's because I, I said so. So, anyway, that was Zeb, that was almost two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and given the amount of people I speak with, there's got to be probably five or six who claim to be the largest. So I just always am curious to hear how the hell people get to that. That I, for me, it's because I said so, and that's all I that's all I got. Because I Perfect. Said so, so anyway. well, that and that anyway, and so, that, ex, that explains it. That explains it. Yeah, there's no, there's no. I mean, Pepsi Cola is the largest, uh, or, or Coca Cola. They all have the same thing. So, anyway, uh, we didn't really bring you on here to talk about that, but I kind of wanted to hear a little bit more about. Um, we're kind of going back and forth with some of this harvest stuff. We just did a podcast on uh, harvest rescue and. Let's go from the harvest to harvest to let's go to what you're you're presenting and what you have off to offer the hemp industry. So, um, give me your take on the harvest and what we're what we're coming into. Well, as you have mentioned a number of times, and and others have as well, because of the huge increase in the amount of acres that have been planted this year, uh, we're anticipating that there's going to be a massive need for uh, for harvesting coming up in the next month or two. Um, and I think most farmers are aren't prepared for it. Some of them didn't even think about it, and some of them didn't realize what it was going what was going to be involved. And the infrastructure needed for harvest is pretty extensive, and most people again. Uh, 
don't really know that because they haven't even done it for all the first years, first year farmers. So there's a real need right now for anybody that can be very, very creative, both for for space, for drying, obviously for labor, um, and being able to to, to pr- protect this plant so that uh, what we get out of the field actually turns into a product that we can then sell and then turn into a cash uh, down the line. Yeah, it's it's an interesting di- di- and then you throw in the broker jokers and the, all the people trying to scam and it and it's uh something that it's a it's a serious problem. Uh you have all these things that you just talked about and it's it's kind of a perfect storm and you know so what are your thoughts on how, how do you how do you see this kind of filtering out? I mean, what do you you know, you have some options. I know that you you've gotten some uh, you've, you've sold some uh, combine headers, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But no, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not in any specific uh, realm in terms of selling product. I run the the the, the hemp marketplace, which is the largest uh, online trading platform for hemp in the world. So um, I'm seeing people putting on everything from equipment, drying equipment, harvesting equipment, of course, planting equipment. Um, and now people are starting to put on futures to say, hey, I've, I'm going to have this amount of, of biomass or, or trimmed smokable flour you know, at this date. So everyone's planning on having a lot of this, but there's not a lot of infrastructure in place for actually doing it. So I think what I'd like to do, and I'm going to do a, a post on our forum, is to, is to kind of put a call out. For anybody that's got, you know, extra labor, extra drying machines, or setting up a regional processing facility to get the word out, because there's so many farmers out there who simply don't have what they're going to need, um, you know, in the next couple of months. Yeah, that's what we talked about that as well. Is I, I, I selfishly, uh, admittedly selfishly, kind of did the, you know, mine, 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 and I'm the only way to do it. And and you know what, I started thinking about it. I'm like, there's some people out there that uh, maybe got led the wrong direction. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for those that were told not to do 100 acres their first year, with it's just mom and dad. So I don't have a whole lot of you know, sympathy for those guys. But you know, the sure. ones that that you know they did 20 acres and and uh, the, the weeds got a hold of them or they just didn't think it all the way through. I, I think there's well, there's two sides to this whole thing, uh, the ones that didn't plan and, and didn't understand, and those got maybe uh, bamboozled into doing more acres than they need to. Uh, I think there's both that, both sides of that. So, well, also, um, also, yeah. also, Corey, from the consulting side, um, they were uh, some people were told a bill of goods from other people who didn't know what they were talking about, and she said, oh, yeah, you can just use your regular old harvesting equipment. Don't worry about it. Just to, just to facilitate a transaction. And there's a lot of misinformation that people went on, uh, and now they're finding out that they can't do the things they thought they were going to do. Because uh, not everyone was without a plan. You know, some, the majority didn't have a harvesting or drying plan. Some had a harvesting and drying plan that they figured out along the way that's not going to work. So now they're scrambling. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other challenge for a lot of people is that there's there's obviously more than one way to do this, but it does depend on what the, what end result you want. I mean, I could tell someone go in there and get a get a a, a combine or a grinder that's going to go in there and chew up your entire 
your entire crop and put it into oracle bales and store it away. And then eventually when someone goes to extract it, they'll get something out of it. Certainly not the best way to go, but it may be the only way for some people to go. Others, if they have more labor, they can go through and they can. I was talking to one of my clients yesterday who has like 35 acres, and his plan uh, was to just chop everything down and let it field dry. And I said, oh, my God, no, 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 no. You're going you're gonna to end up destroying uh, whatever value you've got in there, especially if it rains sometime in the next, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the month after that it's all sitting there drying. So there's a lot of different ways to go, and it really does depend on, on what resources they have, um, be it money or equipment or labor, um, and what, again, are they trying to do smokable flour? Are they just trying to do stuff for extraction? Do they care the CBD level? Do they have a processor that, that does or doesn't care? So part of the consulting I do is to really help them understand what the different options are, and then depending on which way they want to go is to lead them in that direction. But as you've already stated so clearly, we are, we're, at grounds, we're at the end of the track right now. They have to have a plan in place in the next week or so, or they're not going to re- be able to harvest their, their plants very successfully at all. Yeah. That's, that's so true. Yeah, and that that's, weeks go by so fast. So fast. Oh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's already, it's, we're already seeing the, the ramblication location that, you know, so you know, we, we, we re-released the, uh, I got access to labor. Uh, they're willing to front the labor, uh, obviously, in, in, in wanting a cut of the harvest, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's an option. So I, I got that lined up, and so we, we launched the you know, Logic Harvest Rescue. And, you know, John had 168 emails the very first day. Uh, what do you do with that, Seth? It's like, uh, holy crap. I don't even know. Well, what you know, it's like that. triage I mean, for a hurricane. you got to go through and get the ones that, that are, are the most easiest to save. Now, that may be where they're located. It may be they've got certain circumstances that are easier to deal with. They may have the money to be able to to bring more in. I mean, you need to – I mean, that's a lot of emails, obviously, and some of them you're just going to have to, you know, throw away or just put on the back burner um, and and see which ones – that's yeah, which ones are most realistic to actually be able to help? And and there's a lot in, a lot of logistics involved. I talked to a dryer person yesterday who's got kind of a big truck that they run they can run air through, and he's got way more requests than he can than he can fill. So he just says, you know, if you're really interested, send us a check or or wire us money and reserve a spot. So people have to just be really decisive and act right now, or they're not going to be able to get what they need. Exactly right, and it's well. So, it's but then, good, but then uh, we, can, we can talk about. Uh, I think that that also breeds for uh, fraud, and also, and I'll use this drying, just not this guy, but a drying situation where uh, somebody, and we talked about it in the last podcast, was somebody hit me up and said, "I have got three dryers. I can do this much throughput." Blah blah blah, and I said, "Well, I don't believe it for a second. And, you know, this was on a DM. And I said, I don't believe it for a second. You're going to hurt farmers because the throughput that you think that you're going to do is not going to come to fruition. And you're going to have farmers hanging out to dry because it's going to back them up. And he blocked me immediately. And what, what that told me was that I was right. And so it, it, you, you use these, uh, you know, the guys that are running around with the trailer. It's a great idea. It's a great concept. But, what happens if, you know, it, it comes back to the integrity of that gentleman if he took somebody's money and something happened? What if his dryer, what if a bearing blew up and he didn't, couldn't get one? Or 
the, the heating element blew up and he couldn't get another one. Uh, this is where the fraud and you know with uh, or they degrade people. the CBD, or, they, or, they, or they degrade the CBD down by three or four points. Yeah, at least. No, I, mean, part, I mean, part of the challenge is, is that we've got so many people jumping in here at the very beginning. So the people I was talking to yesterday, this is their first year. So he thinks he knows what it'll do, but he was clear. I don't know for sure. It's also very manual, so it's going to require the farmer and their labor to do a lot of it to make it work. So, again, it's going to work okay for some people, but it's certainly not a, a solution, and we don't have that many solutions right now. So, you know, I, I even suggested put up a giant tent just to, just to protect your, your, your crop while you put it in there, and so hopefully it will be able to dry and not mold and get out of the sun. So I think innovation at the moment is the, is the key to, for people to solve as many of these problems as possible. Yeah, and, yeah, and labor felt, really I, is your is yeah. your 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 linchpin to the whole thing is labor. Yeah. Um, yeah John said something. Uh, he goes, "Well, people get upset because why can't I rent your equipment? Why can't I get your equipment in my fields?" Well, because it, we, we, it's, everything's booked out. I, I have my investment group that I have to account for. I'm not doing anything with my equipment until I'm I'm done. You know, yeah, it, and we're harvesting you know, all this pretty much at the same time, so it's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge, you know. So, and um, I can tell you, once once I get the availability scheduled back from you, Corey, it'll take me weeks to book that. Uh, not even weeks, days to book that equipment out for 2020. So you have to do you have to you you have to do that stuff now. Last year, this time when when the bill first got passed and everybody was looking for seeds and you know how to how to do it, and we started our consulting thing. It, our, 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 we had to get a plan together. So we had, a, we had a beginning to end plan that we had to devise with the information that we had. And we tried to pa- pass that plan and that, and on to a, a lot of people, over, over 8,000 people. I don't know if you know that or not, Corey. 8, eight to 8,500 people we have in our mailing list right now. So a lot of people have come through our, our, our gateway and got our information. And it's amazing the people that we've told to slow down. Don't plant those 50 acres. You, you're not, you, you don't know how to harvest it. We don't know how to harvest it right now. Uh, still went ahead and did it, and now they're calling yeah. us now and say, "Hey, can, can you guys send your combine over?" Right. That, that right. Was, that was done. I, that was done. Yeah. So. I mean, right now and, this industry is attracting a lot of of innovators, a lot of first ad, you know early adopters. Um, the whole reason we started the hemp people. marketplace two years ago was because farmers were planting and had no idea who was going to be buying their product. Now, it wasn't very much at that point, but still, farmers were out there saying, hey, I've got five acres, uh, I'm, I'm going to harvest it, and then who's going to buy it? And they didn't know, so we put together the marketplace, and then people started contacting them. So it was really uh, out of necessity that we, we started moving forward and trying to help people connect each other and building a supply chain that's still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. It's, 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 and, and, and the vetting process, who's the real deal, who's not, you know, uh, talking out the side of their mouth. Because if you want to be what you, if you, if you want to be what you just described, you have to have a vetting process. You have yeah. To have a, and I just wrote an article on LinkedIn. I'm sorry. I yeah, just I finished an article. Yes. Yeah. On, on LinkedIn that just says how to spot a unicorn, and it, it talks about some of those things because there are obviously unicorns out there. Well, that, that's kind of what oh. I, I want to circle back around with you, Zev, is you know, let's talk about the hemp, uh, the hemp marketplace and what you guys do to vet and you know, to help the industry. What are some of the processes that you go through on your website to you know, kind of vet these people? 
Well, I spend probably about half my time vetting the sellers. And, you know, the ability that we have is we can go through, we can certainly, they can submit their, their, their listing, and then we start going through and looking at it. And so obviously, if they don't have all the stuff filled out, I go back and I say, you've got to finish. You've got to have everything complete on here. And that includes a business license, a grower's license if they are a farmer, um, their, their EIN number. They've got to send COA, unredacted COAs so we can actually see that they've got the material that they're talking about. So, you know, that filters out a lot of people because they're we have to show that they are a real business. And then they have to attach some kind of a website. Hopefully it's their own business website. We'll go to it. We'll see how it works. We'll see what kind of payment options they've got. We'll see what kind of help they have. Um, you know, it, it really just sometimes we'll, we'll do a test transaction. Sometimes we'll call them. I mean, more often than not, we'll call and talk with them. And, and sometimes it's the same person at the end of the phone that I've talked to, you know, 12 times before. And I immediately just put those, put those into questionable, which pretty much means that no one's going to follow up with them. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's really a process of figuring out um, uh, if they are who they say they are, if they've put in a listing. Ours is very inexpensive, so it does allow a lot of people to, to, to put something in there. But still, they've got to go th- jump through a bunch of hoops before, they, uh, before we, we make them uh, actually a reviewed listing. Yeah, and that's and then John can attest to that is, is uh, the vetting process. I've heard stories uh, from uh, Corbett with the, at the equipment company where somebody will call from six different cell phones just trying to get information like dude, yep. you're the same guy you're just calling me from a different phone number <laughs> yeah well google voice you can thank google voice for that yeah oh, okay is that how they do that i don't i don't know i don't obviously don't have a need for a different phone number uh yet yet my phone number is starting to get out there but um it's uh it's so, interesting this so, whole this business is so interesting Zev. I, it's fascinating so Zeb, let me let me ask you: Who regulates the pricing on there? Do you, or the, I guess I guess the uh, the, bot, uh, the the sellers have their, their different prices, right? They, they, yes, they at this at, at at this point, we are simply bringing buyers and sellers together. So sellers will put something up there. We will vet them if if we feel like the chances are really good that they're that they're they're honest. Um, you know, we'll make it active, and then buyers contact them directly. Eventually, we we are going to be taking this to the next step where we are more actively involved in the buying process and taking a small little fee, but we're not doing any of that right now. So it's all set by the sellers. So it's pretty much like a flea market where you just kind of, quote, unquote, rent a booth to the vendor. And the vendor makes what he does, and you just you just make sure that that the product is compliant to the quote unquote flea market kind of a thing. Yes, yeah, that's a. I mean, certainly more like a Craigslist kind of thing. And as new Stop. listings come come in, they go to the top, and then they slowly go down. So now we have an option for people to pay a little bit more and to boost themselves back up to the top and be able oh, to okay. uh, to get a little bit more exposure. We also do custom emails that people are taking advantage of that goes out to our. We have about a twelve thousand uh, person database, so we send out. Emails emails on a uh, maybe a couple times a week to let people know about oh. specific things and they're kind of time oh, dependent things that are I things know, that are I happening like your, right now yeah i should put our hfa on there and have you blast our, our consulting services out to your uh, to your members absolutely um, so let me ask you the, are, uh, are any I, get your, I get your traffic i get your friday afternoon traffic uh email that's pretty yeah, you, you, there's a massive amount of traffic uh we're seeing traffic when that when that farm bill went through, and you can probably attest to this. I went fourfold in one night, in one night. Yes. I woke up to 50 it. emails 
overnight. We yeah. were we were well, averaging probably ten to fifteen a day. Go ahead, John. Well, I'll, I'll I'll elaborate that on more, Corey. At, at one time it was it was you, then it was me and you. Now it's me, uh, you you when you can, and uh, one, two, three, four, five other people, and that's been since like January, February ish, maybe. I mean, we, we were we were we were doing our work last year and all that, but we didn't really get in gear with what what we are now until about January ish. And then that's when I got I got Kim to start working, and then it was like five of us answering phones and, and then sending out emails. We got people on we got yeah, people on the road already. I mean, and you're yeah, talking about yeah. six, six or nine yeah, months on the road. Since January, I mean, a, a lot of companies are saying, "Okay, this is real." Their lawyers are saying, "Okay, we can get involved now." So we're seeing, uh, you know, a huge jump, and and everyone's going to have to kind of keep up. We need to, ideally, we need to make sure that the that the you know the end user, be it Target or CVS or Body mm-hmm. Shop or whoever, actually buys these products because it doesn't help us to grow it and process it if we don't have a final an end buyer. So we need to make sure that that market continues to grow. And that's the part of the puzzle that's still the big um, uh, elusive unicorn that's out there, you know, in, under, under the rainbow in the mist. Because everybody that I, I – that, that, not everybody, the majority of the farmers that I talk to that, that are growing it, that are calling us for the harvest plan, don't stop there. They don't, they, don't, they don't just need to get it out of the ground and dry. They also need to get it sold. Yep. The majority of them have, have no clients. No client just just Johnny Appleseed thought that what they heard in the beginning of the of, of the year that you know uh, people were going to be coming by, by with uh, boxes with gold 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 <laughs> bars and buy, buying your stuff because you know you put three dollars <laughs> worth of seeds here and a, a million dollars per acre came out. I mean some of the ROIs that I heard and uh, return on investment that I heard uh, coming out of the extraction lab. So I had to go and visit the extraction lab to see you know, the equipment and do the numbers there and. And just the promising at that point, I, I was there with the farmers. They, they would come out and they would look at each other like they, they just found the secret. And you know, thirty-three generations of farming is going to get solved in one harvest. It was just amazing. And now it's, you know, I, I just just told Corey the last conversation, uh, the last podcast. There's people out there offering seventy-five cents and a, and a buck a point for for biomass right now. Yeah, so you yeah, know, it's it's, it's going to be a, it's going to take a big hit. And I think the other thing is is that we're seeing all the pricing for uh, a lot of the extracted products, be it crude or or distillate or isolate, you know, have really gone down dramatically, like more than fifty percent in the last uh, three four months. And I think most of that is because the margin has been taken out. So I think everybody's still making a little bit of money, mm-hmm. uh, maybe an appropriate amount of money. Um, but right. those people that were that had a uh, an investment plan that assumed that they were going to get you know. $6,500 a, a kilo for isolate um, are now having to totally rework their numbers. Oh, I had, I, mm-hmm. I, I've, been on, I've been on business comp plan conversations where they were estimating 11, 12, $10,000 a, a kilo uh, for isolate. That's the numbers they're going to use. And, you know, I don't know how many extraction labs you talk to, but when I talk to the extraction labs that come through, um, you know, they're not even buying it. They're towing and they will they will process it for you. But uh, a majority of the, uh, the extraction labs that I've talked to that are coming online or, you know, waiting for this piece of equipment, my big question to them is, do you have a client that you're processing it for? And it's no. It's no. Yeah, and, and they're so, not going to process until they have it. So it's not like they're going to have thousands of, of kilos sitting around on the, on the ground <laughs> waiting for hopefully waiting for somebody to come in on their unicorn and buy it all up. 
Exactly. And, and their, their, their B plan is that they're hoping farmers are going to be so, uh, I guess, desperate, for lack of a better word, that they're going to bring their product to the processing lab. And the processing lab is going to make a, a really one-sided processing tolling agreement, I should say, for that farmer. So the farmer doesn't lose the crops. And now he's going to go, maybe, maybe the processing lab will do an 80-20 split, and that's how that processing lab is going to get their, their inventory. And that's it, yeah. it, again. If, if, if they can't sell it, then what's what's the, what's what's the big deal? It's all very very lean. You know, no one has any extra money right now, and the the big nope. the big money guys, you know, in, kind of institutional investors are trying to figure out how do they get into this. But they're very careful with their money, so they're not going to be throwing it around uh, without being very careful. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. going to they, 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 they define the end game first. They make sure they have a, 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 a client before they go out and open their briefcases, and yep. uh, it's 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 hard to watch. It's hard to see the the, the labor, uh, the frustration, and the promise that was made to a lot of these good, hardworking farmers, and that and that's why we're trying to go around. And, and, and like you said at the beginning of the, of the conversation, it's logistics. It's it's triage. Who, who do you help first? Which one do you go first? Do you, do you go where the money takes you, or do you do you go where you know it, it benefits someone you know on a personal level? So we're we're dealing with all that. There's there's guys with mm-hmm. five acres that are that are that are that are you know in a financial ruin if they don't if they don't do what they 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 sought out to do. Yeah, yeah no, the guy, there was that one we guy seen. that we talked we talked to a guy in Portland this last show, and he had uh, twenty acres in, and he and he was at fourteen thousand dollar input cost. Hmm. Yeah, no. Fourteen thousand like for the entire for the entire acre. twenty acres. No, no, an acre. An acre oh. per acre. Ooh. Per acre. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ouch. Exactly. Yep. And you just sit there and go, oh no. Even if everything aligns correctly, you're not going to hey, get your money God. back. I'll, I'll tell you one what we just heard. How about this one, Corey? I don't, I don't know if you're on the call or not. The Montana guy was telling us a story. They planted 25 pounds of CBD seed per acre. 25 pounds <sighs> of, seed, of CBD seed per acre. Take is, that, that is that seed that he bought or is that seed that he harvested? Purchased them. They purchased Ooh, feminized seeds. Oh, my they God. Bought, they, they, they purchased feminized seeds. At, I don't know, the buck a seed or seventy cents a seed, some some even you know above you know retail price, and planted them planted them like fiber, planted CBD seed, you you, you know fiber you know uh, measurements. And, and do, do we so know then, do we know how that's how that's coming out? I mean, how that's working so far? It choked itself out. <laughs> it's all, it oh. choked itself out. Oh God! It's, yeah, okay. It's ten feet tall. It's ten feet tall, Zeb. <clears throat> Ten feet tall, and they've well, got no heart. How you can't swap that? You can't come in with a mechanical swapper. Even I think even a ten foot head, ten foot tall plant with even with the uh, power or formation ag headers that I have would have a hard time with a ten foot. You know, it just how do you well, get I'm, that down? Well, I mean, you have to use some kind of a of a combine, I suspect. But the, the, my question is, is you know, what kind of volume of biomass do you have up there at the top of flower when they when they're so dense like that? 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, but that's it goes back to the whole problem of this industry at the beginning. There was so much money being dumped into an industry that they didn't know. Uh, I've been involved with at least three different investment groups, and we walked through the process. They were just, and I helped them. It was in the beginning before things got stupid, crazy. But I walked them through. This was early January. I walked them through the process, and they didn't do. They didn't invest. They're like, I, there's no way that we can right. invest in this. They tried to well, find you, every single angle, whether it be from storage. You know, they were looking at, at, at freezer units. They were looking at all these different ways of how can I get into this industry and make money, and they, they didn't end up not investing. Well, well you know, they have to have a pretty high tolerance for risk because getting involved in any industry at the very beginning is very, very risky, especially since you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where the winners or the losers are, so it's, it's challenging. And I, I don't think this is unique to hemp. I think this is unique to any brand-new industry where everything Absolutely. is still trying to, be, trying to be figured out. Hell, we don't even have certified stabilized seed yet, and everybody's thinking <laughs> that they can grow what they know what they're going to grow. It's like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I, somebody, I said, I, said I, I, I really look forward to the day where I can open up my back of my truck, pull out a bag of, of branded, certified seed that's, that's so stable that, I, you know, it's just like corn. You're just going to grab a bag, yeah. of, bag of seed, put it in the grain thing, and away you go. You know, yeah, and, and it, has to, it has to get there. Yeah, oh, yeah. It we're, definitely we're, has we're to get to that point. Away. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'll say this. I mean, uh, and my big thing is, you know, big ag is coming. You know, there's the conversations that I'm having are big ag is figuring this out. They're getting knocked in the teeth this year, just like everybody else. But big ag will figure this out, and there will be well, seed yeah, companies. They'll figure out their out version, the their version of it. Because it has mm-hmm. to match yeah. what they're used to. Um, and the other piece of it is is that next year, 2020, is the first year we're actually going to have you know, federally insured crop insurance. So that's going to bring in a whole other uh, level of large farmer who realizes that they can put this in and, and protect themselves the way they're used to. Right. Yep. yep. Well, I, that's I don't know how many phone calls that's I've been on with. My family has 10,000 acres. Well, good. Yeah. Well, we're going to do <laughs> 5,000 acres this year. I'm like, no, you're not. No, goes, no, not? don't do that. You need to do 50. <laughs> you need to do 50. Oh, no, you're throwing money on the way. No, you need to do 50. Trust me. Just find a yep. small little corner pivot somewhere and do 50 acres. And, I, you know, they go away. They get mad and call me names. And, well, and I don't well, not, know. Not, I'm doing not, something. Not, not, so, not, not so much, though. But if, if you remember the, uh, all the consulting we did in the beginning of the year, the people that were calling at first time, the mom and pops, hey, I'm going to do 50 acres. We'd get them down to five. People who were doing 10 acres, we'd get them down to a half an acre or one acre. Those people were contacting me now and saying, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. you yeah, know, I mean, any farmer that, that, that has good experience knows that it's a brand-new crop. They have to learn what's involved, and they, they have to be – when I spoke at the Family Farm Conference in Dallas, like, I don't know, six months ago over the winter, um, the first question they have was, can we grow this, and who's going to buy it? Because they, they're not going to put anything in the ground until they know they've got a buyer. So we don't, we've got to get to that point of being able to, to explain, you know, where the market is and who their buyers are and where their local grain elevator is so that they can take all their product there and be done with it. You know, we don't have that set up yet. Well, exactly. you're talking about grain, talking about grain, Zev, I mean, it's not as simple. When I did 2017, 
you, we had to send, you just can't take the grain and put it in a truck and leave it overnight. It'll get hot and start to, it'll, it'll go rancid. So once mm-hmm. again, it's that learning, it's that learning process. You have to take that grain. It has to go through a drying system. You have to blow air on it and get it dried yeah. down or it'll go, it'll go rancid. And people, oh, I really like that. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to grow it. I'm going to press it for CBD oil. And then I'm going to use the stocks and I'm going to, I'm going to make t-shirts. Wow. <laughs> right. Exactly. You, in, you, in my garage. Really, in your, exactly. In my garage, I'm going to buy one of those Chinese decorticators. I'm going to buy one of those ch- little Chinese decorticators and I'm going to make t-shirts out of it. And I said, can you go? I, of course, I'm playing with. It. I'm like, can you extrapolate that a little bit? Show me how that process is working. Do you want me to drop bales of fiber off in your driveway? And right. just looked at me and then realized that I was, you know, I said, I don't think people understand. I mean, I really want, and we're getting into this into the fiber industry uh, with the decorticators and whatnot. We're coming, we're going to launch a bunch of stuff. But the people think that that they can take this CBD biomass and actually make it into fabric is. Wow, you really need to understand how Corey. That's like an eight or nine process step process Corey, to make I, fabric I, out of fiber. I, I did I did a uh, a speaking engagement uh, in Portland a month ago about seeds and and, and fiber fiber, and uh, someone uh, asked a panel a question. We're all up on stage, and they asked the panel, "Why is CBD so important to me if I'm just making sneakers with it?" Exactly. Exactly the response. That's exactly the, the place went quiet. People are so well, it's, far it, it's off. It's a good, it's a good question, but it's it comes from a lack of understanding of the industry. And Correct. it's like, yeah, That's you're right. right. You don't need any CBD to make sneakers because you're not going to use that kind of plant. But you know, right. it, 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 well, it's like, where I do I start? Today, Zeph, I had a guy today. He hit me up, and and he's in the biofuel business. And mm-hmm. had this great, you know, the latest, greatest, it's going to save the world and everybody's going to get off fossil fuel. We're going to be, and I said, can you explain, scale this, scale this for me? Yeah. Right. Crickets. I said, yeah, we'll, we'll be able here. to have biofuel when we're growing a couple million acres. Yeah. And figuring out how can to actually scale, process can you, that. Can you scale this for me? Because I'm, I'm, you've lost me where you're doing this in your, in your lab. You know, uh, help me scale this. And they just, it, yeah. it's really, and, and you know, I don't know if you're, you're, maybe it's because my shining personality, but when I tell them what they don't want to hear, I usually get yelled at. Um, you, know, you know what, though? But that <laughs> that's that's just because you're so cute. Exactly. That's it, John. It's my shining personality. But that <laughs> might be what someone needs to hear to go to the next level, though. Instead, well, yeah. of, instead of whitewashing it, you, you, might, you, might, you might make one of those people that, you know, have that ingenuity have to just you know look at it at a larger scale. He might say, "Oh, that's a great question. I don't have the answer for you now. Let right. me go away." And I'll, I'll, you know what? I, I came back up with the answer. I, I now I know how to scale it up. You know, and, and, right. and that's why you know we have to have these conversations because you said in the, be- in the beginning of this show that you don't know what you you're not going to learn by by asking. You know, every phone call that I make as a salesperson might not be a sale, but it might you know I, I try to make it a learning experience. So. You know, by telling the guys that you know your shiny personality, by being so upfront and truthful, that gives them that that gives the right person the momentum to prove you wrong, and that that proving you wrong is beneficial to everyone involved. Yeah, well, so and, I, and I think when we thing. when 
when we tell people, yeah, that what you're doing is really, really good, but think about how do you how do you take that from a, a stovetop scale up to a small factory where you can do a bale at a time? What would you right. have to do differently to be able to process, you know, a thousand pound bale in the way you're doing it? And, and again, and yes, and then send them off and say, and come back to me when you figure that out. Correct, and that's ingenuity. That's the human spirit. I mean, look, I, I, I cross a bridge, and I'm still amazed that someone figured it out. Let's put, you know, let's, let's put you know, <laughs> cement from here to there. I mean, who, who thought of that? It's magic. It's all magic. You know, it's crazy to me. App? Wait, wait, wait. The, the, what's that food app? Um, the, where they get what delivered? You, you talk. What's that? Oh, Yelp or no, not Yelp, like Grubhub or something. My kid uses Grubhub. Kills yes, it. Grubhub. I, I am amazed at Grubhub that somebody said <laughs> <laughs> that cool. food delivered to the hotel. You you'd be amazed. Like, you'd be amazed. You need something like I don't know. Like I needed headphones for the podcast. I was going to go up to uh, uh, Best Buy. It took me a week to leave my house to go to Best Buy. My wife had it in a day from Prime. Amazon. Exactly. Yeah, and they'll deliver food too. That's like, it's unbelievable. You don't have to leave the house with the climate, with, with, with the weather and stuff like that. You don't have to leave the house. You can just bunker down and have everything. Everything. Pretty soon they're going to be dropping them in with those drones. You have to be at your front but door. But don't tell farmers. Don't tell farmers that. They ha- we, we want them to leave the house every day. We do. Well, they do. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, 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 they do. It's funny. We did a podcast with Corbett Hefner from uh, Formation Ag. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. I get up early, but I'm not ready to roll at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I got down on the phone. I had myself going. We have a 15-minute window before we can actually log in. And we're all on the phone talking. We hear this noise in the background. I go, and Corey goes, what's that noise? He goes, hey, I'm out here on the, on, in the field fixing oiling the combine at like 530 in the morning. <laughs> so these guys get up. Yep. These, guys, these, yeah. these guys get up. They're salt. They're people, man. But it's funny stuff. But, it, you know, it really just boils uh, down to education and planning. Planning, planning. But ingenuity will take care of itself, you know. There's a, for every bad person, there's, a, there's there are hundreds of good people who want to do the right thing. Corbett, by the way, is one one of them. Corey is is one of them. Um, uh, you know, uh, well, so, and that's yeah. So let's 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 circle back and let's Zev, if if you want to, you know, give your let's let's talk about it. It's uh, the the website is uh, rawmarket.place. Raw it's a, it's a, place. yeah hemp hemp rawmarket.place or just look up the hemp marketplace. And okay, it's a do-it-yourself it. thing. It. You can just go on there and and become a you know join up for free. And then if you want to communicate with people or if you want to place a listing, then there's a you know then there's a small fee to put a listing up there. Um, and it's uh, it's rocking and rolling. It's definitely happening. What's the, the hemp, dot hemp market? Hemp dot raw market dot place. What's moving? Smokable flour? Yeah. I would think, figure smokable flour would be flying off the ship. Well, it's just starting to come back in now, now that the auto flour uh, mm-hmm. harvest is, is coming in. Um, but, no, there's a lot of um, – it's, really, it's really varied. It's pretty amazing. There's equipment on there. There's services on there. There's finished products, more and more finished products, because we are going to be opening it up uh, B2C so that, you know, if soccer moms can go on there and say, hey, I'm, right. I need something for this purpose, just go in there, buy right. one, or a store, go in there and buy 50, 
you know, whatever they want. Right. I'm trying to just really make it the – and it's a community of people. We have a forum where any of you guys can right. go in there and just put on questions. You can put on answers. You can you, you can yeah. warn people. We have a, a, a board called Scammers Hall of Shame. So right. and when somebody oh, has good. gotten scammed, they can put the information on there and let people know, you know, watch out for these people. So, you know, really just trying to make it really easy for people to connect with each other and to learn from each other. Eventually, it's going to be a small community. We're all, all, we're all going to, you know, c- cross our paths in this industry. So we might as well start start on the right path and get all the good people together and just move, yep. move this mountain forward or, or this uh, boat over the this Fitzcarraldo, if you know your movie references, the, the, the boat across the mountain. Uh, but there, there is a big need for that. Agreed. Yeah, it's uh, not that big of an industry at this point yet, and certainly people no. who have some experience is is relatively small. Correct. That's right. I, I said That's last right. year. I said if I would, I wouldn't trust. There was there was five people in the whole country that I would trust to grow a hundred acres. In twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, is there's uh, two hundred people that planted a hundred acres. So uh, that there's still those five people that I would trust, and nine hundred or 195 people that uh, planted 100 acres that didn't know what the hell they were doing. So, uh, yeah. It, and they just need time. They, they just need time and a couple of seasons, and they'll figure it out. So they'll, 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 if they have the, 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 the wherewithal to stick through a couple of bumps in the road and get through a, hopefully a small loss or, an, or, or you know, smaller uh, expectation on their yield, and do it, they'll, they'll, they'll reevaluate next year, and hopefully we won't be having these podcasts on rescue harvesting plants. But I guarantee yeah. you we will. It'll be market. It'll be market. Yeah, it'll, we'll be talking about marketplace stuff and and where's you know where can we sell our products and and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. well, guys, I, I think we're about done here. Um, Sev, I, I really Wonderful. appreciate you coming on the, on the show with us. Uh, it's been a, I, thank I, you. I think it's one of our best. I think it's been one of our greatest shows, John. I don't know about you. Yeah, very very good. A lot of information. A lot of information. And definitely. Uh, how, and how do people how do people find out about this, Corey? If you put the, do you have a an easy uh, way you put uh, on yeah, LinkedIn? It's, yeah, it's on. It's on. I've been. Put, I put the show. You can actually go to the. You can go to uh, the website. Um, it's our, our website, hemplogic.com. Uh, we'll get you to the the podcast, and also you can find it on Apple's iTunes now. It's on. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff, and I'll, I'm going to post a link to this. Uh, Zev, we'll, I'll, I'll touch base with you because we've got to put some uh, SEO stuff in it, but, and I'll okay. make sure that we, uh, we give you credit for everything that's uh, – so, yeah, we're going to be in touch here shortly to fill in the blanks on the podcast itself, and Great. then I'll make sure you get the link to it. So. Good. Well, thank you. Right. I really pre- appreciate all you're doing and helping to get the thank word out and helping to educate everyone because we've we got to make this work. Very good. Yes, we do. Thank you. So All right, much. guys. All right, man. Thanks, Take care. Thank All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, John. So, John's gone. Everybody's gone. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, look forward to the next podcast, which is coming up here shortly. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 